And well, I'm no good Making up excuses I've been trying so hard Not to be so fucking useless And I'm not sure so what's up? It's Justin from Breaking Even. I'm here with LJ, also from Breaking Even, hey and uh, today we're going to talk about some of the uh, the bands that we like the most and uh, our favorite albums from them. So we're going to start off with the story so far. And uh, so LJ, what's your favorite album from the story so far? Uh, I I know it's uh, I know it's going back. They're almost on the on the ten year for this, but uh, on Under Soil and Dirt, like when I first heard it, it really it it. it 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 made me believe that good pop punk was still out there, you know. For, like I was I was scared for a little while, um, and then that album came out and I, it, it blew me away. It it it, it was incredible. It, it I still listen to it way way too much, honestly. Um, so out of every song that's on so- under soil and dirt, uh, what do you think that uh, what do you think the fa- your best your favorite song is? Ah, uh, um. I don't know. That's that's rough. I mean, uh, I, I'd either say um, either closure, either closure or Mount Diablo or Swords and Pens. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think so either hard. the whole album. Yeah. Um, uh, every uh, everything from one through through eleven. Okay. So how about this? Out of all the stories so far songs that exist, what's your least favorite story so far song? Least favorite. Uh, the like, one you dislike the most, like that I don't listen to. Not even that you don't listen to. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess like, you wouldn't like listen, to listen to it if you don't to like it. it. I turn it off or change it. Um, oh, jeez. Um, I can't even think of any like solid ones that are coming to mind. Like I, I, I could usually vibe with at least like most of their albums that I listen to. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I would say my favorite song off of Under Soil and Dirt is probably, uh, I like Four Years a lot. Obviously, we talk about that song all the time. Great song. And um, Great song. I, I mean, some of them are just so overplayed, like Quicksand is really overplayed. I, don't, I, I uh, really don't listen to that song a lot. Really? And... <laughs> It's just, uh, as I said before, there was this meme where it was uh, SpongeBob and he's sitting at a desk and it says, uh, trying hard, real hard, every, na- every day not to break my pencil. And uh, <laughs> since then, I've really disliked that song. It just ruined it for you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I okay. still love it. I think the video is simple and wonderful. So I think my, I'll, although most people ask me, and I'll say Under Soil and Dirt is... Uh, my favorite story so far album, but I think that out of all the ones that I've listened to, some of my favorite songs are actually on uh, "What You Don't See," and yeah, this was the album uh, that they were touring on when I first saw them. So makes sense, you know. Empty space. I have a, a special place in my heart for that song since I had learned how to play it. <laughs> that, that so incredible. and uh, all wrong, really good hook in that song. Bad luck, face value, framework. Pretty much every song in this album is uh, one of their best songs. <laughs> so, and then later on, 2015, when everybody decided that we were all going to get super emo, uh, they put out this um, self-titled "Stories of Our Album," and uh, I like these songs a lot too. But when I first heard, uh, I think the singles were "Heavy Gloom," uh, "Solo," 
and Nerve. Nerve, yeah. And uh, this is the album I listen to the least. Uh, if if there's a song that I don't listen to, uh, like you know, when I when I hear it, it's probably songs from this one. I mean, I liked the singles. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I liked I liked Nerve. Nerve was all right. Uh, I really liked Heavy Gloom, but but um. Yeah, the rest of the album was kind of uh, was kind of hit or miss for me, and there's nothing else I really like. Will will look for when I like uh, will look up a story so far song for other than those two. Uh, I mean, Nerve. Uh, I think it's Nerve. It's either Nerve yeah. or Solo. They have one of the best uh, bass parts that they have. I mean, I guess uh, recently we saw that video of him playing that part yeah. on uh, Twitter. That was a pretty good bass part. Yeah, but there's a part from, in uh, Quicksand. <laughs> There's a part of nerve in the verse. I mean, in the uh, bridge where there's like this amazing bass part. I always liked that song. Uh, Heavy Gloom is like a really good song. It just felt like this album was kind of like they calmed down. They were going super fast before. Their drumming calmed down. They uh, yeah. they played songs that seemed uh, easier to play live. Even though they're not easier, it's just like more tame, so you don't have to use as much energy, so you could play longer shows. Yeah, it felt like it definitely was dialed back. Um, which was something I wouldn't say unfamiliar for the story so far because I'm pretty sure they had put out that all that acoustic stuff before this, but it was definitely just a uh, just a change of pace. Um, yeah, and then I saw them at two different warp tours. I think one was 2015 or 16, and one was uh, 2014. And at 2014, they were okay. And the last one I saw them at, they were really not good. They I mean, it's not like they weren't good, but they just hit the vocals were pretty bad and everything was super calm. I don't know if it was because it was the end of the day or like close to the middle of the tour or something like that. But it was just kind of like they needed a lot of energy for their songs and they just weren't really putting into it. So I think that this album, you know, they went a little smoother so that they could sprinkle more of these songs into their live set. That's just my opinion. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, no, I mean, that's. Definitely a good theory. And then they have Proper Dose that came out two years ago, apparently. It doesn't beautiful. feel like two years ago. Fucking beautiful. Album. Um, yeah, it's really good. It has uh, Take Me As You Please. That's a really good song. Yeah. Out of it, the actually good version, not like the original version that they released for uh, the single. Yeah, Lightyear, <laughs> If I Fall. Yeah, and I know that they went and recorded in Canada for the original Out of It uh, recording. And then I heard that they just there was some weird thing where they wanted uh, their original producer to to still mix it for them, even though they did, he wouldn't do any of the actual uh, tracking, and he wasn't really down to do that. And then they ended up putting out out of it, and it was just wasn't it didn't sound good. So they this came out I think a year or two later than out of it was released really? as a single. I didn't know that. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. I really, uh, I had yeah, no September idea. 2017. Uh, this this version of it that says now in stereo, <laughs> and it's like recorded from a different person. It just doesn't sound really. Uh... Wait, honestly, I think this is even later. I think originally it said now in HD audio, and it was like just really weird version. It didn't sound normal. But when the album came out, it actually you could hear all the parts and everything. It wasn't all muddy and stuff like that that's crazy i had no idea that like they actually <clears throat> like did that or that there was like more than one version of that song yeah well uh I'm they big, i'm a big album version guy <laughs> <laughs> well you know 
I was just paying attention as they put it out, and it was like, uh, I don't really like this song. I don't really get it. Yeah, no. Nah, I just feel like sometimes singles are, like, edited for, like, length or for video or for whatever the case may be. And uh, I just I just always like listening to album versions. The album version, I feel like, is what the band wanted you to hear. Yeah, and then you know? before they <clears throat> before they even got popular, they have this uh, While You're Sleeping EP. That kind of sounds like Fallout Boys early music. It's uh, uh yeah, kind of, but you could tell they were like on their way to being what they are. Like, <laughs> you know, they some of those songs are fast and like really uh, they're really pop punk. Um, I mean, they're they're fucking awesome. Um, but but I can't think. Of, um, uh, let's see. They there's I think Allie. compare and confirm conform Allie. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, this is it is what it is. Just like you said, spark fires. Compa- I I've, I haven't really listened to this one that much, but I've heard it. Uh, oh no, you know what? I might be thinking of this one, the 2007 one. Yeah, it sounds two, a lot like Fall Out Boy. 2007 just... one, I definitely haven't listened to. <laughs> Happened to go to the same part. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh... Yeah. Who knows if this is... I mean, clearly it's the same band, but, like, you know, it's 2007. You can't really judge them on that, I guess. Whatever. I mean, this these earlier EPs, they are what they are, but obviously pe- most people know them for Undersoil and Dirt. Uh, the earlier EPs. What You fun. Don't See and the self-titled Improper Dose and hopefully more music from the story so far soon. Yeah. But, so... Um, after I found out about the story so far, I got into all these different, uh, emo, punk, whatever you want to call them, bands. People call it true sometimes, (laughs) T-R-O-O. But, uh, that brings you to bands kind of like Knuckle Puck, which was coming up around the time when we were originally playing. I guess original Breaking Even was around 2010, 2011, and, uh... I played with you guys in 2012-ish, 2013, yeah, and that was around when Knuckle Puck and Seaway started doing their U.S. tour, and uh, we I, they played here in Staten Island. They uh, we real friends, all of them played here in Staten Island at different times, and then uh, you know we we got to find out all these bands through seeing them live, basically. Yeah. So Knuckle Puck has their uh, we saw these bands early. Yeah, they have a couple EPs before um, they released their first album. So they have their EPs are really uh, "Don't Come way. Home," "The Weight That You Buried." Uh, those are two popular ones. And "While I Stay Secluded" is basically uh, what got them to where they were. Besides the split between them and Neck Deep. So um, I mean, even the split with Neck Deep was the two songs that put on that. Are- yeah, well, that definitely blew them up because Neck Deep was blowing up at the same time, and that was like a, you know, them, and they also did a split with Somos, like right as they put out. Uh, oh no, no, they didn't do a split with Somos. They did a tour with Somos right as they uh, were uh, doing While I Stay Secluded and right before Copacetta came out. Yeah. So that's how most people saw them, I think, at that point. But um, so out of all the albums and EPs, though, I definitely like Copacetic the most because that was around when I was getting into them, and it just felt like they were making. Every song that they were making was their best song. Like, uh, um, I think Evergreen, True Contrite, maybe not Evergreen, True Contrite, Pretense, and another song were the uh, 
the singles and pretense is one of the best songs i've ever heard uh especially when it came out i was really into that fast uh punk music and they were it was perfectly what it was exactly what i wanted to hear in that moment yeah and then we saw them play at webster hall uh like the winter after this album came out (laughs) and uh they played a lot of songs from this album and it was just they played it perfectly it was a perfect set so every time i saw them they were uh tight yeah, basically, you know, Super really uh, making me want to listen to their music even more. And then um, yeah. I also like from uh, While I Stay Secluded how they had um, they had that song uh, recorded acoustic first. Um, is it on While I Stay Secluded? Let's see. Uh, I don't think the... Acu- oh, no, In My Room is on... Uh, oh, no, 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 but Why Would You Care? Yeah, but Why Would You yeah. Care? I was going to say, uh, I think... The acoustic version is on an earlier EP. I think it's called Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, and, and then, then they make they, it to But Why Would You Care. Yeah, they turned it into But Why Would You Care. Fucking incredible. I heard, obviously, But Why Would You Care first. Um, because, actually, While I Stay Secluded is the CD that, that I really got into by them. You were you and uh, Cedric were really listening to it a lot um, at my house when... Uh, when uh, when I first got into it, I, I, th- I think you guys were just kind of passing through this one before tr- uh, uh, Copacetic. Copacetic came out. Thank you. Um, but like Transparency, Oak Street, Alexander Plays, Why Would You Care? I mean, all those songs, uh, you know, and then In My Room and Bedford Falls. I mean, all, the, all those songs like were fucking like, you know, I, I, it just sounded so different. Um, yeah, it was that old punk style, but adding in new aspects that made it uh, – made you want to listen to it more. And it was all like, we were all making the same style of music as this was coming out. So it was just influencing us. And uh, yeah, and it, I, I loved, uh, they were the first band I heard in a while that um, sounded like this and really relied on a, on a, uh, a second vocalist a lot. You know, they, they definitely do trade-offs yeah, exactly. and, uh, and back and forth and uh, call and answer lines. And uh, it's, you know, like I said, when I first heard the CP, I was like just blown away. Now that I think about it, uh, the actual first time that I heard Knuckle Puck, I was sitting in uh, a car with my uh, old vocalist of one of my bands, and we were just looking for music. We were just like sit on YouTube and listen to the bands we like and see what uh, came up uh, recommended. And No Good came up recommended, and just the beginning of No Good, where he yells, "Where your respect? Where's your respect?" I was like, "Uh, I don't really like this." So we just ended up turning it off, and I ended up listening to him like three years later. I so remember you telling me the story. It's pretty. Uh, pretty funny how they end up being a band that i listened to uh the most out of most bands uh when i couldn't even get through one of their singles at the time but um after they have copacetic just goes to show it grows on you <laughs> after they have copacetic they have uh shapeshifter and this album is it's pretty good like it's there's nothing bad about it but the one thing that i don't like uh is that almost every or maybe every song is named with the hook in the name and it's not that you have to name a song a certain way or you have to not put a hook in the name but i just think it's uh you know you could have thought of other names for certain songs because double helix although that's a good hook it's like maybe the song could have been called dna or what what i'm made of or something like more creative because every song is named like that you know so yeah i remember you actually bringing this up to me uh, a little while back and <laughs> like i hadn't noticed it before but then uh you know, obviously yeah, it's like double helix. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I guess. Uh, Plastic brains, it, you know, I don't yeah. know, but gone I'd, nervous passenger, yeah. Conduit is a really good song, and gone, gone, dude. gone is one of the best songs that they've made, and pretty. I, I mean, like 
when they put out Gone, they put it out, and then they didn't put out a single leading up to the album until two weeks before the album, and they put out two or three songs right before the album came out. I think uh, uh, Double Helix was one of them, and uh, one of these other ones. I'm not sure what it is. But um, Gone, I feel like that's the only time in Knuckle Puck's career where they had the opportunity to release one single and just let people get the album as a whole instead of listening to a bunch of songs before it came out. Yeah, but gone, they decided to not gone, do that. It so. was good enough on its own. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, uh, no, when when uh, you should you showed me gone, and uh, you're like, yeah, you should listen to this because I was a little worried because it had been a while since Knuckle Puck had put out a CD, and I was like, oh god, they they finally did it. Like I'm either like you know I, I was hesitant to listen to it because I was yeah. like I really wanted to like it but I was afraid I wasn't going to because there there had been so much time had passed and then you told me yeah just go listen to Gone and you know don't worry about it and I was like all right and yeah. I listened to it and I was like holy shit this is probably the best single I've ever heard a pop punk band put out just because it is so radio friendly with its its catchy ass hook but the the verses and the way it's written it's so. Yeah, the chorus is really good. It's just uh, the way that they do the overlapping vocals, it all works out perfectly. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, Nervous Passenger is pretty good. Uh, Double Helix I I like from what I remember. Yeah, Double Helix Um, Everyone Lies to Me, I like that song a lot too. And Plastic Brains I like, I just don't like the Plastic Brains line. So that kind of like, you know, (laughs) kind of do I like it then? I'm not exactly sure. But um, And then they did, after that, they did a, uh, like a, acoustic like uh, how most bands would do an acoustic ep they did a electric ep uh or like an elect electronic style ep where they made all of their songs into uh from shapeshifter not all of them like five of them they made them into these like edm versions or they use like weird sampled uh keyboards and stuff and it was pretty cool it's not something that i would listen to more than once i didn't really like any of them in particular but it was pretty good uh, and then they put out a single this year, and I heard it a couple times, but I'm just waiting for the uh, album. Let's see what the, the single was called. Yeah. Um, I remember listening to the single like twice, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But it definitely... Uh, tune you out. Yeah, it's... Tune you out. it's yeah, I'm definitely waiting to hear the, the rest of the CD on that one. It's a it's a okay song. I mean, they uh, it, it's really hard to pick a single because you don't want to put the best song that you have, but you also don't want to put a song that... Uh, you want to put a song that peep that new fans will hear and uh, and it will grab them, but you don't want to put a song out that your old fans will dislike, and then you also don't want to put out your best stuff because then the album is kind of like lackluster. Yeah, a little dry. So so it's definitely hard. Um, I don't know. I'll tune you out. Like I said, uh, I I definitely listened to it a few times. Definitely thought it was good, uh, but definitely it, it didn't catch me. Like I said, I only listened to it a few times, and that was really it. And they went. They went on a small, uh, small venue tour. I think earlier this year, uh, they had a couple bands with them, and they played small places. Like the one closest to us that they played was Amity Music Hall, and it's probably like. I mean, I couldn't imagine more than like seventy to a hundred people fitting in there comfortably. Like I don't know what the exact uh, stop number is for them, but yeah, maybe one twenty-five max. Yeah, and uh, max. I've <laughs> I've played a couple shows there. I played with Home Safe one time, which you know. Uh, Ryan from Knucklepuck is in Home Safe, and they even those shows they weren't packed out. But I know that this tour, like each date, was selling out fast. So I didn't get to go to it, but I wonder what uh, the rooms were like. Yeah, sadly, I missed that one too. Okay, so yeah, and then uh, speaking of uh, bands that we like, um, yeah, there's a there's that. a band that we both have in common that 
isn't really related to well most of our everybody in our band including eric who is our lead guitarist james who's our drummer and andrew who is our bassist we all have share a common love of ben sevenfold since we were a lot younger yeah well, and uh i remember i was playing uh guitar hero before i learned how to actually play an instrument and <laughs> They had Beast and Harlot on Guitar Hero too. Yes, and uh, yes. that was one of the first songs I heard by them. And then my my friend uh, William, who's a friend of every person in this band too, he uh, <laughs> good old Will. He really got into them, and he ended up getting the self titled album, uh, which was like their I think it's two thousand seven album, and it had a little piece of heaven and lost, and it was them being experimental. But then we went back and listened to their older albums. So to start uh, at the beginning here. Uh, I believe in 1999. Let's see here. Yeah, dude, I got into them like through other kids in high school. Um, and I only heard like a few songs, and I was like, yeah, they're pretty good. And then I like started seeing this girl that was like fucking obsessed with them. Um, and I was like, all right, yeah, no, this is a good band to be obsessed with because they're <laughs> fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> she started showing me like all their CDs. She's like, no, listen to everything straight through. Listen to this song. Listen to this song. And uh, she always had them on, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, this this band is fucking nuts!" Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. it, it, they just blew me away. Like everybody in the band is like, just ripping it in every single part. <laughs> well, what's cool about them is that they literally came up from being like a local band, a local metalcore band in early two thousand. Yeah, uh, very with, humble. Like, weird piano, weird drums, weird. They were like gothic. All the way to being signed to Warner Brothers and Fucking, being on like an arena level yeah, torn with Metallica. Like arena band. They uh they really they make it and they're when they were their most famous, I would say maybe like ten years ago, they were barely into their thirties, most of them. So yeah, or it, even at all into it, their thirties. It's bands like that that make you like make guys like us st- still believe that it's it's really possible. Like yeah. you know, like you you could do this and like maybe that could be you one day because the they did it. I mean, and times were different then, but like, yeah, you know, now, now with the internet, I feel like music is just more tangible everywhere. Yeah. Well, so they start off their first album is, they had a warmness on the soul EP, which probably had some songs from the sound of the seven trumpet album, but this is uh Thank their you. real legit first album. They have uh, to end the rapture, darkness surrounding art of subconscious illusion. We come out at night uh, you know, an epic of time wasted. All these really good songs. There's a warmness on the soul song here. Yeah. Uh, Lifted yeah. the seat, Metal. and then they have streets, which is uh, every person who you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was like not really cool to like all different genres of music. It was kind of like you had to stick to one, and that was like your character. So people who were punk who liked Avenged Sevenfold would always say, "Oh, but they have this song." Hold on, I'm gonna see if I could. Uh... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, there goes that. That commercial, thank yeah. thank you. Uh, listen, I don't want to watch uh, Quibi because uh, <laughs> I don't want to watch movies on my phone. So if you can hear this a little, um, just like his basic punk music. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what every punk kid was able to justify uh, them liking Event Sevenfold. Um. If, they were trying to do that and so. by every punk kid he means me <laughs> so you get he past that me. album um i don't really know how their uh trajectory of fame follows them in this uh this early period of their career because they have this album in 2001 then they have wake in the fallen Waking and the fucking fall this dude. is 
where they were kind of starting to evolve into like half of a this was a really like a metal core uh like breakdowny album but it wasn't uh like tuned down it's, so it wasn't yeah, considered deathcore no it was so much more than just than just that i mean dude they shred like this was the album that i really got into them specifically because of songs like like chapter four and second heartbeat i mean i when i heard chapter four i was like wow i didn't think i i knew you had to have a good drummer but i didn't think it was possible for him to be like questionably the best one in the band. <laughs> yeah, well... And then I heard Second Heartbeat, and I was like, okay, never mind. Maybe their guitarist still is the sec- the best person in the band. Yeah, it's, but it's hard to say. Because yeah, exactly. They just both play so crazily. They, so. Dude, they, I mean, the, the whole the whole album is just... Uh, it's it's such, such a good blend of everything that they were, like, becoming. And, all, like, kind of just, like, a, a, a good preface to, to what their sound would sound like yeah to to what the albums that really projected them into like you know superstardom yeah well Um, this album is their metal side so if you listen to uh not to skip ahead here but you listen to the next album city of evil and that's when they really turn into a pop like they have so many pop aspects aspects where they uh they have these they have choruses yeah they have hooks they have parts with pianos and harmonies and everything like that but then they have all these metal guitar parts and uh transitions and stuff like that so waking the fallen really shows you where their metal uh, is coming from. But then they have songs like I Won't See You Tonight, uh, one, uh, part one. It's just like a five-minute piano song where he's <laughs> just like being really depressing. And then they have beautiful. I Won't See You Tonight, part two, where it just starts off with breakdowns and screaming. So <laughs> it's kind of – it's. I wouldn't say it's really ahead of their time, but it's definitely a really great album by them. Like I said, definitely uh, – definitely the album that got me into them it was absolutely incredible um and then you know of course city of evil i mean you know we could talk about this album for a little while yeah uh beast and harlot as i said before that was the first song i ever heard by them and it's definitely one of the it's cool they have a music video for it i was like 12 it's like a girl who you know beast and the harlot so you could imagine what this song is about um (laughs) it's a girl and she's she has a magic spell over them, and they were all partying and playing a show at a bar, and they have <laughs> they have earrings and black uh, hair and nail polish. You know, it was really cool to watch. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and then basically every song on this album is pretty great. Burn It Down, is it starts off with that like crazy shredding, then it goes into that amazing, like, uh, what's that band called? Uh, Iron Maiden part, where it's like... Uh, like that part is just so good it comes yeah, out of nowhere that's funny you called that an iron maiden part <laughs> it be, i mean they always talk about how they're heavily influenced by iron maiden yeah, they no, even covered uh right. one iron maiden song i, I just and then bad country is, is yeah, weird bad enough country, bad yeah. country is the song that apparently got them the most popular because they played this on like xm rock radios and you know they were just playing it with bands like metallica and all those old uh metal bands that people were obsessed with like anthrax and stuff like that and then uh backcountry was their first like real legit single it got them the most attention they had that music video where he's driving on the back of a car uh like on the trunk and he has the sunglasses on everything like that uh, it's from uh fear and loathing in las vegas yeah exactly well yeah the you know 
the backcountry is based off of uh, yeah. Fear and Loathing yeah, in Las yeah, Vegas. Movie, like the yeah. beginning uh, quote is from that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. They like love that guy. <laughs> and uh, Trash and Scattered is really good. We, Season me and uh, fucking wonderful. Me and uh, our friend Cedric that we messaged earlier uh, mentioned earlier, and our friend William have like a pretty uh, funny inside joke about Trash and Scattered because uh, we, our friend Will he just uh, he just says funny stuff sometimes just to you know be weird basically, yeah. and he goes uh, he just says uh, Trash and Scattered. Uh, Avenge sevenfold time. Oh, I, what was it? Avenge sevenfold times ten. Avenge seventyfold. Or some some weird uh, phrase, and it's just like always uh, funny to see that song to think about uh, that joke that they made. <laughs> and then uh, seize the day, like you said, is great. Um, Sidewinder, with Sidewinder with the Spanish guitar yeah. and his dad at the end. It's uh, pretty great. Yeah, yeah, that's his dad. That's right. Yeah, his dad is the uh, guitar guy for Jeff Dunham. You know, the guy with the puppets. Yeah. He's uh yeah he plays guitar like during his act like they I don't know if you ever watched any of his specials I watched them when I was younger and uh, they like reference him and he plays music while they're you know being puppets I don't know it's that stupid shit is but wicked awesome <laughs> honestly seize the day is pretty cool too because they have that music video and like it doesn't they have so many music videos for this album and it doesn't seem like the song is I mean obviously you know seize the day it's like saying like oh you know you can't you might not be here tomorrow or whatever but it doesn't seem like there's a real story. And then in the music video, he's like robbing a store and his wife's pregnant <laughs> and he goes to jail and the, I don't know, all this crazy shit happens. So really, uh, I always remember that song and he's playing the uh, solo over the casket of the yeah. guy who died. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. It's a weird video. <laughs> and M.I.A. is a Betrayed, you know, it's a song that they wrote about uh, Dimebag Darrell being shot on stage. Uh, they like really loved Pantera, so. I didn't know that either. They, uh, yeah, it's about. Uh, J-Rez coming in with the facts. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a Avenged Sevenfold aficionado. Yeah. And then uh, M.I.A. is a really good song by them, too, but I, I don't, I besides telling people to listen to it, I'm not sure what else I could say about it. <laughs> um, and that brings us to this self-titled album here. Uh, the White yeah. Album, as uh, non-Beatles fans would say. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, Critical Acclaim, pretty good song. Almost Easy was Almost one of my favorite ones easy. playing guitar. Uh, it's just, you know, it has a lot of good parts. Scream's a great song. <laughs> just, yeah, it's scream, scream. Yeah. <laughs> and then Afterlife was like, a, a lot of people who like Avenged Sevenfold, Afterlife is their favorite song because it has like a crazy solo and it was a pretty popular song by them. I fucking love Afterlife. <laughs> yeah, and it has a great song and a uh, great chorus. You I mean. are ever driving on the highway and you like have got like somewhere you need to be and you need good like fucking music. Afterlife is the fucking song you need to put on to feel like <laughs> your life, like you're going to be triumphant. Yeah, roll down the windows, put in that uh, Avenged Sevenfold self-titled CD. And uh, blast <laughs> that shit. Go to number four and blast it. Uh, Gunslinger, I don't know what to say about this. They have this shitty fan-made music video that even on Google here is the thumbnail for the song. It's like from a movie. Uh, I don't know what movie it is. Some army movie. And they're trying to connect it. But it just uh, because it's not made by them, I couldn't imagine that uh, it actually has anything to do with what they're talking about. Uh, and then Unbound the Wild Ride, which is a fucking crazy song from them. It. They uh, it used to be called. They actually have this whole DVD on this, uh, where they show them recording the whole album. And this yeah. song used to be called Disney a Wild Acid Trip, <laughs> <laughs> and then they changed to Unbound, Unbound the Wild Ride. So I could only imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that kinda, <laughs> I could kind of see that now. 
Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Brompton Cocktail, really good song too. And Lost, uh, this this song's like crazy. They shred a lot in it. And then they also used like the actual like T-Pain like auto tune effect on it in the chorus. And they were like making a huge deal about it in the making of the album. It's like, all right, <laughs> you guys are cool, I guess, in 2007 using auto tune. Yeah. They were on it. A little piece of heaven. I yeah. That. I, what, what could you really say about that song <laughs> they have they have another music video for this one and uh it's like an animated music video you ever see it no uh, <laughs> well that's why i figured that you would know about it but oh, uh gosh. it's like they show like the whole story of the song i don't if you guys don't know the song it's about uh this guy who wants to marry a girl and then she says no <laughs> so and i mean like listen this is written as in jest but uh yeah. so he kills her and then he marries her in the afterlife yeah and then he has <laughs> sex with her and talks about it in the song so i mean you know it doesn't sound that good but it's like this 10 minute uh, epic piano like broadway like uh song yeah. and they really hide what it's about uh you know it's pretty catchy so it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> Uh, it's one of those yeah. ones that uh, if if you haven't heard it and you're trying to become an Avenged Sevenfold fan, this is not the song to start Well, with. it might – I don't know. A lot of people like this song not knowing what it's about. So maybe forget <laughs> what I said and just go listen to this one first. And, you know, uh, put the CD in. Go to 9. Open uh, – go into your garage. Close Please the garage. Me. Put the exhaust on. Listen to the song. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, obviously I'm kidding. But uh, so, dear God is the next song. That yeah, song is great whatever. Single, great single. It's okay. Listen, uh, if you, that's the song that if you're not sure if you're gonna listen to Event Sevenfold or not, and you're into like some of the uh, the lighter music, but you still kind of like metal. That's if I you mean, like. I mean, uh, that's kind of like uh, it's got the it's got the like the uh, the acousticy like guitar, right? If you've ever watched CMT in your life, you would probably like it. That's <laughs> your that's your demographic for it. Um, <laughs> so, all right. And then, you know, Nightmare is their next album. And then their drummer, their drummer in 2009, uh, he died. Uh, he, I mean, they didn't really say what happened at the time, but it, I think that what happened was he was on a bunch of like antidepressants and stuff like that. And he was drinking a lot. And then they just, you know, like oh, after a while, you know, it just got too much for him. And he, uh, although he might not have died of drug overdose, it was because of, the drugs he was taking that he ended up dying. And he was, he was really young. He was under 30 and, uh, he was, you know, out, out of all the drummer, out of everybody to influence, uh, the types of drums that, uh, not breaking even, but that me individually and other people in this band make, uh, the rev was one of the people who inspired us to make, uh, drums like that and yeah, taught us about different rhythms and stuff like that. So we'll never, you never know what he would have done if he didn't die so young. That's basically yeah, what I'm trying to did. say. I mean, he was just such an incredibly talented and creative guy, like behind the kit, and like even like uh, you know some of the some of the other songs he wrote guitar and uh, yeah, a lot of the songs, and, even uh, you know it, to have someone like that in the band and then uh, and then lose them, you know, halfway into your your mainstream career. I mean. Uh, the fact that they went on it, it is a testament, obviously, to them as musicians themselves. But you know, I uh, he, yeah, it would be really hard. I couldn't yeah, imagine even some of the devastating. I mean, it was, it's devastating as a fan. I can't imagine being his friend and a you know a band and having mate. to be a band after it. Yeah, and like yeah. every time you go in there to record music or play, 
you'll know that you have to think about it. There's no way you're not thinking about yeah. it. You were in that band with him forever. Yeah. But even some of their old songs, he uh, like on that making of City of Evil, uh, not City of Evil, and the self-titled sings. I was just talking about. Yeah, he was yeah. their background vocalist. He would write, like he wrote um, Almost Easy. Talented. He wrote the parts for it. He wrote another song on that album, like all the parts for it. Um, outrageously talented, dude. Yeah, and then so he uh, this Nightmare album, he... They have demos of all the songs with his drums. So he had written the whole album with them before uh, he died. And then they brought in Mike Portnoy to do the actual drums on the album. And, I mean, every song in this album is good. I don't think that there's one song that I dislike. Great, great album, honestly, front to back. Yeah, and and you could really hear in a lot of the songs like uh, Danger Line and uh, So Far Away and Victim. It's like you could hear how sad they are about uh the rev dying it's like uh let me just read some of the lyrics of uh danger line um okay let's see um the course is nothing shocks you like a bullet hole leaving my fear on the danger line suffering no man should ever know leaving my fear on the danger line uh i know what you're thinking i've been there before so think of the times, the time we spent laughing away so think of the times at home and uh, then it says, now I found myself in my own blood. The damage done is far beyond repair. I never put my faith in up above, but now I'm hoping someone's there. You know, so it's like they didn't really write a lot of stuff like this. It was always about like fake being satanic and stuff like that. And then this album just got super deep. And it's just, you know, yeah, I you mean, could tell. Like I said, I, I can't imagine uh, losing a close friend and fellow bandmate. And, you know, like like you said, you can never not think about it. You know, and I, I really can't imagine. And then. And uh, like, you know, you put it perfectly. You never know what he was going to do. Especially because you don't know how how much they felt like enablers because they they have this career and they have to do all this stuff. So after they realize that he dies from not having time to get into a routine and not drink and not uh, have... I mean, like, you can take medication if you have to but you shouldn't you're not supposed to drink when you're doing it i'm sure he was doing other things that weren't just prescribed medication you know so you don't know how much of an enabler they felt like uh when he died it could have been like real a lot of guilt yeah you never know and then the last two songs on the album are fiction and save me and those two songs are two of my favorite from here fiction it's mostly a piano song and it has like some drums and yeah, they took awesome the song. revs vocals and mixed it in with uh the vocal uh m shadows vocals to kind of like make a song uh all together you know yeah, and yeah. uh you could it just sounds great beautiful and then save me is like this epic 10 minute journey and uh they they eventually unfold and has these videos uh where they're in the studio uh, going through the Pro Tools files of their songs, and they talk about Save Me and uh, why there's so many different parts. And, like, uh, you know, some parts seem like, why is this here? Like, this is a 10-minute song already. Why are you adding more parts? But they just wanted to keep the Rev's uh, fingerprint of the song in there. So it, it ends up working out. Yeah. And then we're not going to talk too much about the other albums because LG doesn't know them, but uh, one <laughs> yeah, of them is... Kind of, kind of, Sorry, Nightmare was kind of the last one for me. After after that, I, I listened to a few songs off the other ones. I was like, eh, yeah. I can live without it. Um, so one of them is uh, they they put out Hail to the King. It's an album with a different drummer who they 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 claim that the Rev 
no matter what they if the rev died or not that they were going to put out this hard rock metal album and uh to fit in with metallica and those bands and you know it's just i don't really like it i can't get into it and the drums just i'm not into then they put out the stage where they have the drummer of tenacious d uh brooks wackerman and he really uh he really uh added a lot to the band he wrote these amazing parts and he just i'm um, looking forward to whatever they're going to make uh with him after this and they also had a remaster of waking the fallen with a bunch of demos and that shit was cool too but all right so we're going to talk about two more bands here uh this band uh, there definitely wouldn't even be uh our band without this band existing for sure because they created this wave of pop punk and uh yeah, you know, this, people want to be in bands. This next band we're going to talk about, we're only going to talk about up to a certain album. Um, <laughs> but like Justin said, I mean, I don't think I'd play music. I don't think I'd listen to music the way I do if it wasn't for this band. I mean, this band, uh, I mean, I, I know I'm not the only person that feels this way, but this this band, you know, uh, I, I could talk about this band for the next seven years and uh, and still ha- have something new to say every, for every single day. Okay, um, so the the name of the band is uh, Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi. No. Uh, <laughs> so the name of the band is uh, Blink-182. And it's Blink, you know? Yeah. So I first heard of, I mean, I've heard about them my whole life. You know, I heard uh, their singles on the radio and stuff like that, but I didn't really listen to them until around 2013, which is when they already got back together after had broken up for four years and put out a new album. Just. Yeah, or not maybe longer than four years, maybe like eight years or something. But um, let's see. Let me pull up these albums in well, order. <laughs> see, I got my mom. Uh, shout out my mom. But uh, my mom uh, my mom listens to, to some pretty dope music. My mom was always on, on, the, uh, on the wave, honestly. Um, she still kind of is. It's crazy. But... Uh, she bought Enema of the State when it came out, and I was six. <laughs> and uh, she would play that in her car, and I was like, you know, I, I, she told, she's told me like a dozen times when I was a kid. I used to ask her to play the CD when I was younger, when we were going places. You know, you're like, Mom, please play the one with the nurse with the glove on the front. I just, I just, <laughs> I have to get a small little kid boner. Mom, I need it, Mom. I just like, I just like looking at the CD, Ma. Do you know that? I like girls, mom. No, but uh, so <laughs> not, nah, dude. I mean, all right, but, but for real though, every I mean, you know, we could talk about Enema of the State for the next twenty years and still have something new to say every day. Every song on Enema of the State is um, is is incredible. I mean, it is um, you know a perfect example of what three people could do, um, but you know, just with with a lot of focus and and a one connective sound and and a lot of understanding of how to play with the like you know with their bandmates and yeah uh, especially because this is their first album with travis so you know yeah. it uh it's cool because although dude ranch is a great album i i always loved it yeah, uh they have beautiful. a lot of great songs on it and there's so many songs and even though they're recorded kind of shitty it's like you know it's blink so if you like later blink you're gonna like this because it still sounds like them but with uh enema of the state this first song the uh, first album with travis and uh Everything just got a lot, a lot faster, believe it or not. Yeah, and somehow. everything was more hooky. So, you know, there's songs like Dumpweed that, that have, like, the awesome riffs. And uh, I, Aliens that Exist has an awesome riff, o- too. O- opening, 
opening riff in, in Dumpweed, you know, that's... Yeah, what, exactly. Like I said, you know, when my mom put that on, and, like, yeah, the first time I heard, like, that... I didn't know it was three guys back then, obviously, but I was like, wow, this sounds huge. <laughs> like, you know, and that riff is awesome, and then it goes into that... And you're just bouncing up and down in the car, and I, like I said, I was six. I was like... Fuck yeah. Yeah, you were yeah. like, I'm going to get a mohawk tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ma, can you please cut my hair like these guys? <laughs> I need at least three earrings. Especially Come on. when I saw the video for What's My Age Again and uh, and all the small things, I was like, oh my God. If I yeah, could well, grow up and be Tom DeLonge, <laughs> not, nothing, nothing would be better in my life. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like that. But um, yeah, What's My Age Again and all the small things, some of their most popular songs ever are on this album. Uh, you know, just really puts everything all together. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people kind of, I mean, it's hard to distinguish sometimes when you're thinking about their, their albums, what songs are on Enema, what songs are on Takeoff, and what songs are on their self-titled, because they just, although I listen to them all, it's like, you know, I listen to them all in order, so I don't remember which is on which sometimes. Yeah, and honestly, if you put on um, all three of those albums and mix them up and, uh, you know, like, just, just mixed up the songs and didn't tell anybody. Yeah, they um, might not know it's a different album. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the self-titled has a little more quality, but Enema yeah. and Takeoff sound virtually the same. Yeah, and, all, like, you know, it just sounds – it sounds like at one point in their lives they wrote 80 songs and then just wrote, yeah, no, we'll just use from this list forever. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then after three albums they're like, nah, you know, let's – yeah. And uh, but, it's funny because uh, I was in this band, and, like, right before our original break and even played, I was in a band called New Hope. It was obviously, we love Blink. We're, we're named after we're named after the Blink song that's named after the Star Wars movie. <laughs> but um, we used to make this joke, joke. Uh, because, you know, it was back when we were, like, 16, 17. I used to make this joke. I was like, the first time I ever have sex, I'm going to make sure that going away to college is playing in the background. <laughs> And uh, don't don't talk about it at all. Just put it on. Be like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna put on this song real quick. <laughs> did it happen? Uh, maybe. I don't remember honestly, but wow. it, I hope it did. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it did. And, and then, we'll never know. So as you guys know, Tom DeLonge, Alien uh, Extraordinaire. Alien he extraordinaire. Uh, this is one of his first uh, Alien songs on this album. What Aliens Exist, and it's just funny to hear him talk now. He talks about how uh, I think I saw it on Joe Rogan. He talked about how. He and Travis would. Uh, oh no, Travis was talking about this. He said him and Travis would sit in the uh, the bus, and then Tom would be like, "Come on, let's go outside and go alien hunting. Like, <laughs> there's got to be something out there. Let's go look at the sky. You know, like he just he See, always was really that's interested something in me it. Me and Andrew would say, "Yeah, exactly." Fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Andrew. You get uh, if anybody wants to ask him, he used to go ghost hunting in the attic. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if he ever found anything there. I guess we got to figure that out. But. By the way, um. While we're we're talking about Blink One Eighty Two, uh, we want to hear your opinion because Justin and I um often often have this uh, this conversation about uh who writes the better songs and who uh you know and it's not that either one of them is necessarily better. It's just Justin and I you know have different opinions. I still love Tom. He I'm sure Justin still no. loves Mark. No 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 no. I hate Mark. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and you can't also, like blink listen, and hate Mark. Uh, and Shut also, I, listen. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of good bands that Tom DeLonge is, are in, and then there's plus forty four that sucks. Okay, so shut up. <laughs> Everything Mark does in Blink is fucking incredible. So, uh, 
Dude, yeah, besides play bass, sing, and be in the, the band. Shut the fuck up. He's the Paul McCartney of pop punk. Like, you want to talk about somebody that writes pop songs and fucking plays bass? You're either talking about Paul McCartney or fucking Mark Hoppus. I mean, come the fuck on. Like, uh, dude, well, I think he lost his uh, – I think he deletes Twitter. would even if it wasn't for Mark Hoppus, okay? Well, listen. I think Tom and Travis could have did it by themselves. <laughs> they, the could have any, they could have had anybody uh, fill in for <laughs> bass there. <laughs> Uh, no, but you know, so whatever. Uh, you know, this album's good. Let's just uh, move on to the yeah, next album. The next I'm just album. saying, uh, Tom is a better vocalist and Mark saying, sucks. So that's it. Mark has a wonderful voice. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, well, hold on. Let's just go back to Dude Ranch for one second. I just wanted to say the songs I like from this album. Um, and I still love Tom, but fuck you. You know, Dude Ranch has Damn It on it. That's like the most covered Blink song ever. Uh, Waggy, it's a great song. Untitled is a great song. Apple Shampoo is a classic. Apple Shampoo is like one of my favorite songs ever. And a Mark song. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, I like how here it's, uh, on Wikipedia for uh, Dude Ranch, it's, it tells you which person is the lead vocalist, so it really does pit them against each other. Yeah, uh, Pathetic, I always love too. I love yeah. that song. Uh, Josie is a classic too, Emo's even though great. it's Mark's song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these songs are good. Um, Thank you. And, you know, the earlier albums were good, too, but the song I love the most off the earlier albums are Just About Done. And uh, if you don't know that song by Blink, you should go listen to it. And then um, after that, there's a Mark, Tom, and Travis show uh, where they play everything live, and I think they play some old songs live, too. So they have, like, yeah, they play Dick Lips, they play Untitled, Voyeur, Pathetic, so you get to hear all these songs fast. I think think that's (laughs) the album, or, you know, CD, whatever you want to call it, that they put uh, Man Overboard on. Uh oh uh yeah 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 it's right song. here yeah look at your boy yeah the man so, overboard's a really good song by them it's just it's it's hard you forget about it because it's not on an album yeah so. but definitely a good song if uh if you like that's a good song like if you've never listened to Blink before that like you could put on that you don't have to like listen to one of the albums and it's you know it's it's just a good song say it's, it's like equally Mark and Tom and it's, it's yeah and good. it's this era it just proves more even to the fact that uh Enema of the State and Takeoff sounds so similar that they could put out a song in between and we don't even know which album it's on yeah you'd guess it was either one but it really wasn't it was just off this live live track so then take off your pants and jacket is next I didn't get this joke until a couple years ago I don't know I was like wait why is it why would I take off my pants and jacket I don't understand that and then uh one day I did it and I got it <laughs> But, uh, no, (laughs) but you know, they have a lot of good songs. I mean, every album, we're going to say a lot of good songs, except, uh, the two albums that we are not going to talk about, which is, um, uh, you know, I guess I'll just uh, mention why we're not going to talk about them. California and nine, uh, because they suck and, uh, Mark sucks. So that's it. Okay. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm not trying to trash one of my favorite bands, and I'm not trying to do this to 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 uh, the guy that basically made me believe that writing songs would be cool. Um, I don't know what's. Let's just say it sucks. All right, the, the albums suck. Uh, they are money grab albums, you know. I'm, so it just you could tell. You could tell and, that. And listen, it's money I grabs. love the Alkaline Trio too. Okay, like we're gonna throw that in there while we're talking about it, but we're not gonna talk about those two albums, and that's that. Anyway, back to take off your pants. So and don't jacket. ask us, okay? Um, you have first date and um, you have first date and uh, what's what's the other one there? The Rock Show. 
Yeah, those are and really popular songs by them. Apparently, they had written this album, and then uh, they went to the, the label with them, and they're like, "Here's the songs for the album," and they're like, "Yeah, this album's pretty good, but we're, it's kind of missing. It's kind of missing what you guys had on Enema of the State." I disagree, <laughs> but uh, Mark went home and and wrote. Um, I'm sorry, uh, The Rock Show, and Tom went home and wrote First Date, and then they came back, and those ended up being the two singles. So they were the last two songs that ended up making the, the record, but they were they ended up being the two singles. This is, this is the beginning of Tom's call to be emo and uh, try to get all of his emotions out here, uh, besides the song Emo on Dude Ranch. Uh, yeah. Reckless Abandon, you could tell that that's a pretty emo song. Uh, Please Take Me Home, Out of Nowhere, it's like a pop song uh, on here. Uh, online songs, you know, it's just like another punk song. All these other songs are basically just like more punk, and they're all good, but this is yeah. not like the album I choose to listen to when I'm listening to them. I love this album. <laughs> I, every song. So Okay. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> there um, you go. And so next, they, they, uh, they have this uh, MTV documentary about them recording the self-titled album where they, I'm sure you've seen it before, or at least seen clips from it, yeah. where they put them in like a house for a month. I don't think it was like a reality show thing. I think they just went there and recorded and they show them making the songs and recording them and all the stuff that was going on. And, you know, this was right around the time uh, when Boxcar was uh, either being made or coming out. And uh, if you don't know Boxcar Racer, that's like the other band that Tom had before Angels and Airwaves. And it was with Travis as the drummer also. And, uh, you know, uh, the self-titled album has, like, some of their most popular songs on here. Uh, I Miss You, which is, like, a meme at this point. Uh, yeah, feeling Always. This. Always is, like, such a nice-sounding song. It doesn't even sound like Blink. Uh, Here's Your Letter is a great song. I'm Lost Without You is awesome. Uh, Down is a classic. And Feeling This, like you said, Feeling This has, like, the... I never heard a riff like that in the beginning of the song for some reason before. And then when I heard that, I was like, wait, what are they even doing here? And then when I figured it out, I was like, wow, this is uh, pretty creative. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like the little octave part there and then the slide. And uh, I just love it because that that Mark Hoppus chorus, <laughs> classic. I mean, you, and then you got Tom doing like his parts in there. And it's it's just such classic blink, but it's so later on that i wasn't expecting it to be like that it's the song that made me listen to the rest of the album and the rest of the album though it was like kind of like uh starting slow. to feel a little different yeah it was still very blink and i was still very into it i yeah i like violence violence even though it's kind of a weird song it doesn't even have uh drums in the beginning of it but the yeah. chorus of it is so good like the it just uh, it has that metronome sounding thing in the beginning. And they're doing that weird uh, harmony thing, and then the drums hit in the chorus, and it's just such a great chorus. It always gets uh, stuck in my head after I hear it. And Stockholm Syndrome is great. All these songs are great. And then this is oh, and uh, they actually had bonus tracks on this album too. And one of them was Not Now, which uh, is another forgotten song by them, but it's actually yeah, a pretty great not song. Not Now is an incredible song. But you're yes, you're right. That that's a bonus track, and that's uh, that's another one that like. Most people don't even think about when they put it, think to put out Blink, and they're, oh my God, Blink's my favorite band, and they 
don't even know that song 90% Not Now has a pretty depressing video too because it's like right yes. when they were breaking up and they have like a compilation of all the old Blink videos into the video and it's just so depressing to watch even like now once they've gotten back together and then like normally broken up where everybody just accepted it it's still pretty depressing to watch Yeah if I'm erect and watch that video I'm immediately flaccid <laughs> Okay um so yeah the next they had a greatest hits album which not gonna, not gonna say anything bad about Tom ever in my life, but uh, what's with this money grab, man? <laughs> Come on, Tom. Yeah, we're not gonna talk. What about the that. aliens aren't paying enough? You need to take our money. <laughs> there uh, it is. <laughs> then they uh, put out neighborhoods. Yeah, and, neighborhoods uh, was their first album that they put out when they got back together. Uh, you know, when I first heard it when I was younger, I was like, "Fuck this! I don't understand what this album is even about." But "Hearts All Gone" became a a really favorite song of mine. And "Wishing Well," they have just such amazing yeah, choruses. I was gonna say this is uh, this is one I'm not gonna lie to you, Justin. Um, Tom Tom takes it home for me. Uh, <laughs> wishing, of course. Wishing <laughs> Wishing Well uh, is uh, is is is. Such an incredible song, and uh, isn't uh, even if she falls uh, also on this this album? Um, no, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, it might be a deluxe edition. Yeah, yeah, it's on deluxe edition. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, listen. I mean, uh, I I guess I heard the deluxe edition first. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, all these songs the are good. Floor, up all night is yeah, a great. Up all course. night is a great song. Snake Charmer is a great song. After Heart midnight song is good. Yeah, after midnight's uh, great. Hearts all gone. Wishing well. Kaleidoscope. I mean, just yeah, great, great record. But like I said, the first two songs I heard from it, they were Tom songs. It was wishing well, and even if she falls, I, I don't know how. Yeah, um, it's just the way it worked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I I got to those first, but um, those those were the ones that hit me, and I was like, wow. I mean, fucking a, dude. Yeah, I guess I guess Blink is still worth listening to. <laughs> Well, th- I feel like this was the album that uh, he was like, guys, I know you like Blink, but this is what we're going to sound like. And I have two albums worth of music that by another better band that you could listen to. So why are you not listening to it? Cause, uh, what do you mean by better? Well, I'm talking from Tom DeLonge's aspect. All right. But, you know, I think it's better also. But uh, <laughs> Angels and Airways' first album, I would compare it a lot to this album by Blink because – or even their f- uh, first two albums because – they're they're pop and they have blink aspects because it's Tom and he's the singer, but also it's a different band, so you could tell that it's more uh, it's just written differently. And then you tried to write it that way in this band too. And then after this, they had one EP uh, the next year um, with uh, Dogs Eating Dogs. It, that's what the name of the EP was, and it had When I Was Young, Dogs Eating Dogs, Disaster, Boxing Day, and Pretty Little Girl. And I like all these songs. Pretty Little Girl with Yellow Wolf is like kind of eh, but still the song is good, so I give it a pass. And yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I thought when I was young was good, and I thought Boxing Day was fucking awesome. Um, dogs Eating Dogs was was all right. Disaster was all right, and then Pretty Little Girl. It's just it's totally an Ava song, and I I like the chorus. Uh, I forget what the exact words of it are, but I I hear the music in my head and it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's just the Yellow Wolf part is so out of nowhere. It's like a marching beat, and this came out around Christmas, so that's why Boxing Day is on here and like the marching beat just reminds me of like a Christmas part. And I'm like, come on, dude, this is kind of like corny right now. Yeah, it was a little weird, but 
it's still a good album. And I think that a lot of people, when they talk about Blink, they're like, oh, uh, they, we don't even know what their music was going to sound like after Neighborhoods, and that's why we like California. I'm like, well, there's another EP with five songs of what they would have sounded like right after Neighborhoods, so you don't even have to wonder. <laughs> so, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. People don't respect this album. Yeah. That's my problem. And that's the last Blink CD we're going to talk about because that's the last Blink CD. Yeah, and if you're cool like me, you'll block. You'll, uh, <laughs> you'll block. Block. Well, block. that's what I call it when I block Mark. You'll block Mark Hoppus on Twitter no! so you don't have to hate him even more than you already do. No, I love Mark Hoppus on Twitter. No, I hate him and his British family. Okay. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> okay. There you have it, folks. <laughs> that's why Justin and I stay up at night and fight. Because he hates Mark Hoppus with a serious burning passion. I'm just saying, and don't Mark- they remember 1776? You're not supposed to go marry those people now. Dude, I'm going to get Mark Hoppus's face tattooed onto my face. That's how much I love the fucking guy. Okay, and then I'll have to block you also, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, at, we're just going to talk about one more band here. This band, uh, I think LJ got into them like over the last year. I've, I've always been a fan of them since their second I remember second listening e- to them like... Back in 2013, but like I was like, oh yeah, this is cool, and then that was really it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're always they're consistently good. Uh, they took a really long hiatus between their. Uh, I don't know if this yeah, first thing is an they, album. It's it's a. Uh, there's they, not. You there's might not have heard of them songs, before, so. but they're called Stick Up Kid. They're from California. Um, they're pretty much one of our famous, uh, not famous, favorite current bands, and yeah. uh, they have they have two albums and one EP. The one EP I've not, I'm honestly I haven't really listened to, but their first album is called Future Fire, and it came out in 2013. And um, there's just so it many is, classics it is the, on this. It is the Future Fire, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, they this knew, album could come knew. out tomorrow, and it'd still be fucking phenomenal. That's what's kind of crazy. Um, the single on it, I believe, was What's Missing, um, and. It's just a song that uh, it you know it starts with this this opening little lead riff hooky part and then it drops and it's this 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 heavy like you really know, dynamic yeah, part yeah, with nice, the lead over nice it. Yeah, nice disdained guitar, uh, distorted guitars and like uh, you know like this this hooky little uh, this vocal melody and then it comes in um, to the same part that's kind of in the intro. But it's the vocal melody that's providing the guitar melody instead. They they take that yeah. out and it's it's the vocal melody for the chorus instead. And it it it's really such a uh, a a catching part because you don't know you don't realize you already kind of know the vocal melody because you heard it in the beginning. So by the time the first chorus comes up, you're like, oh yeah, this is you're bobbing your head along and you're like, oh, so that's a, this is kind of sweet. Yeah, and they really for, know how to beat a melody into you in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and and for a band. Um, that at the time was at this level um i didn't realize could could do that um and yeah, obviously be that dynamic and be that good in their recording they didn't they didn't have i mean they were signed to uh uh the singer green day's uh label yeah, for a little the, while the when they first started yeah Ray, Ray, but then Ray. i don't know they took a really big hiatus i'm not exactly sure what happened but they uh they just stopped playing for a couple of years and they dropped off but so you know what's missing was uh, a pretty good song from this album. Gotten away is one of my favorite ones because it has just it's just uh, the guitar parts. Uh, uh, they're just so original. Like their guitarists are really always coming up with original parts to not sound the same as the rest of the songs and also not sound like anything that I've really heard put together before. But at the same time, they play this style that is so in the vein of exactly what you want to hear from 
I don't want to say pop punk bands, but like I don't want to say emo bands either. But like I also don't want to say alternative bands. But the the blend of that that's coming out with bands like this nowadays, um, and kind of in the vein of bands like that, like the story so far, Knuckle Puck. I don't almost the Wonder Years and and real friends and and bands like that. Um, yeah, pretty much if you're a fan of all the music coming out now, which most of the people who who would listen to us would probably be a fan of The Story So Far or Knuckle Puck or all those bands of Wonder Years like you're mentioning, you're going to like them because they're all the songs are good and also they sound in that genre is what he's trying to say, basically. Yeah, thank you. But the, but like Justin said, they write very original parts for like where they have their own distinct sound and every song you could tell is from them. So, like I said, for a band um, at their level and coming up at their level, I'm I'm almost surprised to hear their music and not hear it on a on a bigger label already. Yeah, and also, you know, every song on Future Fire is good. Lost is really good. The Depths of Me is really good. What's Missing is a, a classic. Good People in a Place I Hate, very good song. Yeah, I I, I can name every song on this album and tell you that it's good. I would just recommend when you listen to this, going to listen to both albums by Stick Up Kid, especially if you love music because you'll probably fall in love with these albums. The last song on, on Future Fire that that, that we're going to talk about real quick, um, Tailwind, it, it, it's a great song to end, end the record with. They have this bridge. Listen, if you ever want to like just like listen to, to a good pop-punk song, like vibe to it, and then just like close your eyes and ascend through your ceiling... Two minutes and 43 seconds in, <laughs> this bridge starts, and you could literally just f- sit on your couch and float into your you know, your upstairs neighbor's apartment. Yeah. Um, Basically, drive your car into your <laughs> living room, turn on the car, put in the Stick Up Kids CD, go to the last track, turn on the ignition, and just float in the space. Act, or if you're like close to anywhere high, like like cliffs or like a w- bridge, just... Just like at list, put your headphones in. Two minutes forty three seconds. Jump. Yeah, make sure you have <laughs> AirPods though, because we we don't want the the headphones to get caught in anything, and then you end up getting stuck and not. Yeah, jumping. you want to hear this as you're like just free fall. In air, in air. If you're a skydiver out there, this is the song. Um, <laughs> two, like I said, two minutes forty three seconds in that that there's there's just an instrumental bridge, um, that for a pop punk emo alternative, I don't know what you want to call them, define them yourselves, um kind of band yeah like i said i i just didn't think like the writing was out there for for bands like this that weren't already being produced by these major labels and things like that yeah and then in between um in between uh future fire and soul drive which is their album that came out last year they had an ep um called uh debris what is this the uh ep let's see I know one song. Yeah, it's called Debris, and it has um, Debris, Forever uh, Piper Pirate, and uh, Artistry and Certain Death. And these are good songs, but they're kind of they they have a different sound. They're a little uh, little thinner on the guitars, but they're you could still it's a good in between for the two albums. But yeah, when could, I first heard it, I was kind of unsure if uh, their new music was going to sound uh, as good or not. Yeah, this is one that you could definitely hear that they were growing. They still had that stick up kid sound that you heard in Future Fire. But um, but like Justin said, it's definitely and now in retrospect to uh, to the album that they put out last year, Soul Drive, um, it's definitely a good bridge, um, despite their hiatus. Yeah, and uh, I know uh, 
they they're still I'm pretty sure they're still all the same members. You know, they're not. Uh, they didn't kick anybody out. I just I I don't know why. Uh, they would have had like a this extended period of time in between their albums, but Soul Drive they put out last year. They started with um you know some singles. I think I honestly think Soul Drive was the first single. Uh, they had Drain In, and then they had You Were All Mine, and it's perfect because these songs start off the album. So me, I every time I listen to an album, uh, I don't really like listening to the singles because I've heard the singles so much that. Uh, I just kind of skip them. So this is kind of perfect for me. I could just start uh, either at uh, Draining or The Acrobat and um, not have to hear the songs I've heard a million times. And this album has the same exact feeling that Future Fire has, where it's good songs that sound like other songs that you know, but you just want to listen to them because they're new and they just they hit something in there where it just relates to all these other songs that you yeah, like. And, it, and it's original. I mean... Uh, the first songs I heard off of this were um, were actually Moonlight and The Waiting Room. And, I mean, you want contemporary, like, emo, alternative pop punk, I don't know, define them for yourselves, music. M- Moonlight is, like, like Justin said, you know, it's not it's not the single, but it's, like, a, it's a song worth listening to. I yeah, mean. it's pretty it's pretty great. Like, he he's <laughs> he finds a way to make every song super sad, but also uplifting in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's, kind of, it's <laughs> great writing. It's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and then, like I said, The Waiting Room, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's something to talk about, too. I mean, it, it, it kind of just rips right through it. And, um, yeah, you know, like I said, I didn't realize that those weren't the singles when I heard it because th- that's how good those songs are. And then, like, you know, like Justin said, he told me the singles obviously were Soul Drive, um, Draining, and then uh, You Were All Mine. You Were All Mine, thank you. Yeah, and um, I mean, it, every song on this album sounds like it could be a single basically yeah and <laughs> so the two songs i like the most out of this album and one of the, i mean and heaven yeah heaven <laughs> is beautiful and that's yeah. what i was gonna preface by saying yeah. heaven is like an honorable honorable mention because i love this song but it doesn't it doesn't sound like the same genre so i almost like just leave it for what it is but real time is such a cool song and they yeah. they even though we know they're great guitars they never really showed it by doing a lot of like crazy time signature changes right. and stuff like that but in this song they have like a 5/4 part and they go back and forth in between times and then the chorus is just so like it sounds like a taken back sunday or something like that song where it just like drives the whole time and it's really great and uh house's head and wilson's heart is just a straight pop punk song it really inspired a lot of my playing over the the year i've heard the song and uh it's just they they have like an amazing chorus with the overlapping vocals and you almost don't even realize what they're saying unless you look at the lyrics because of the way that the vocals overlap you couldn't put it together uh but they're just saying all this like really insightful stuff while also putting these great melodies and original melodies over it yeah dude i mean like like you said i mean it's just it's uh, like that song specifically it's such like good contemporary pop punk but it's still like somehow like uh yeah like i don't want to say it's something you've heard before but it's it's just in that vein where like if you like it you you know it immediately and like like you like you said that chorus has all those overlapping vocals and once you know what they're saying you're like 
oh shit that yeah is so exactly cool. it's like wow i can't believe that you uh, could really put that into words and make it sound uh the basically it like when you're writing a song you want to fit as many thoughts in as you can to a nice sound and melody but also not overcomplicate the words and make sure it all like not really rhymes but it has like a nice rhyme scheme, scheme with it yeah. or like you know that it just makes sense when like it hits you or the way it's like the it's sung out and like you know like justin said you want to you want to deliver some kind of message but you don't want to overcomplicate it and for them to put all all that they put into their songs in the way that they do i mean it's very clever writing very yeah. very well written and they're super original that's the one uh, one thing above all that you could say about stick up kid is that they're super original and uh, i mean like i said i would recommend listening to both their albums if you're if you're making it this far uh to really get a good grasp on what they're like if you haven't listened to them and if you like us you're gonna like them because uh you know we're we're in the same genre they're amazing artists they have amazing vocals you're gonna like them too yeah we were uh, actually lucky enough to play with them back in uh no no it was, i think it was august august geez. yeah <laughs> shows how good my uh time skills are um so we got we were lucky enough to play with them back in august in in brooklyn and uh they were just as tight as you'd expect them to be. You know, they were they were incredible um, seeing them live. And we, you know, we were lucky enough to see them, you know, right up close and in person. You know, with it, like, you know, we were right up uh, against the, uh, stage. the little stage there. And, um, you know, they were they were perfect. They they didn't fuck up anything. They were tight on all their songs. They, they sounded like you'd want to sound the record to sound. And it was it, it was really great to see. And hear that after you know I'd never seen them live before that so yeah getting, me neither getting the chance to to open up for that and then see them do that after like already enjoying their music was really like a great experience and, and I, when you're in a small room it's I mean I'm, I'm not sure if if any of you guys have ever been to like a smaller concert if you mostly go to like concerts that are in like a theaters or stuff like that venue. but um, when you're in a small venue and the sound is pretty good. Uh, you're able to really just like zone in on the songs, and they they yeah. were so good. Like you there weren't a ton of everything. people there, but we were all like singing along, and it was just great. You could hear everybody uh, really getting into it. it yeah, it, it was it was really like I said, like like you know, and Justin said, it, you know, everybody was was singing along. It was really just a just a great experience to, you know, to to see and be a part of that, and um, you know, that the sound it, it just sounded perfect, and to see them up close and know that they were doing everything perfectly, you know, and hear it. It was it was just incredible. So uh, you know, if you're if you're gonna listen to any new bands or if you're looking for any new bands besides your boys, um, <laughs> you know, Stick Up Kid from uh, from I believe Southern California um, is definitely the way to go. Yeah. So all right. So that's the end of us uh, talking about all these bands. And I just want to say some stuff about uh, our plans as what we're gonna do for uh, going forward from this. Um, we want to make a patreon where we do a one of these types of podcasts a week uh where either we're talking about bands that we like or talking about uh just pop culture stuff that we like or even just talking about like what's going on we just have like a random discussion whatever we want to talk about uh that week and um we'll take like suggestions from you guys if you guys have any and um we just want to we're for the first month we're going to put out uh just uh free ones to see if anybody's really interested in this and then uh, we'll set it up to see uh if you guys could help uh, support us to record our next EP, because all, unfortunately we were supposed to have a show that uh, was going to help us uh, record the EP, but because of uh, the virus, we were unable to play that show now. So, Which sidestep, everyone, please stay safe. Please, 
you know, do everything you can to, to do your part and make sure that, um, you know, you're st- reducing your chances of spreading the virus, contracting the virus and all that good nonsense. Wash your hands, do all that stuff. Don't touch your face. And, and please, you know, take care of yourselves and, and each other and stay home to do the minimal um, visiting that you possibly can. And, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, you just take care of yourselves. And yeah, the everybody uh, just make sure that you're not, like, uh, putting yourself in a situation or putting your family members in danger in any way. But we uh, – so to make content in, during this time and uh, so we don't, like, miss out on uh, – connecting with anybody or anything like that we yeah, just wanted to like do this we, we could connect with you guys a little bit closer than than maybe we're used to so that way uh you know we could you could hear us talk about the things you you might be interested in knowing our opinions on or knowing uh you know what what do what do we talk about when we talk about these kinds of things and if you just enjoy our banter and babble i mean this is this is the kind of thing for you and this is the kind of thing for us because <laughs> we banter yeah. and babble whether whether we're uh, doing it here or not um, but if, uh, but like Justin said, we'd love to take suggestions. We'd love to, uh, to, to hear what you guys have to say about some of these things, which by the way, please, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, um, tell us who's your, if, who's your blink guy? Is it, is it Mark? Like I say, cause you know, Justin could go to hell or is it Tom DeLong? Cause don't get me wrong. I love Tom and I love Tom's songs and I think Tom's great. But I love Mark, and fuck you, Justin. Just, just remember, when we go to Mars in the future, uh, Tom is going to be the one who helped us, and Mark, and Mark is going to be the guy Mark who made bad president. jokes on I'm Twitter. I'm surprised Mark Hoppus is a president already. Do you know? I would people? not vote for Mark Hoppus. Oh my God. He's already deep in British secrets. <laughs> yeah, right? We're not taking him back. I don't care where he lives now. He lived there for a certain amount of time. He's not coming back. <laughs> but anyway, so we just want to know if you guys want us to do more stuff like this or if you have any suggestions for subjects or anything like that. And uh, probably at the beginning of this video, I'll put a little preview of a song that we're going to release sometime in the next month. We were planning to release it last month, but, you know, everything just got a little crazy. So we just want to make sure that, uh, you know, we have new music for you guys. So we're just spreading it out a little bit. And uh, just let us know if you are interested in hearing that new song, too. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, and just like Justin said, we'll have a few more of these up um, before we actually uh, really make an account for anything. So um, Yeah, we just want to get it, see if you guys want us so, to do these before we make the Patreon, and that's what we're doing. But also so we'll put up covers and stuff like that, and we'll do whatever we can to keep uh, interest. Exactly. So you're going to so get a little bit more of, uh, of me and Justin and the whole Breaking Even experience. Um, you know, uh, while, while especially while everybody's stuck here at home, um, and especially for free, so so get you'll get to hear a few uh, talk uh, us talk about a few more uh, interesting topics or things that you know uh, particularly t- pertain to our uh, our subject matter of pop punk and and the things that we do in our regular lives. But um, if there's anything you guys really want to hear us talk about, please get back to us. And uh, like I said earlier, get back to us with the Mark or Tom if you are a Blink fan. Um, we want to know who's your guy. Do you have a favorite? Or do you like them both equally? Are you one of those people? Are you a Travis person? There are those people. And if by chance you didn't find this uh, on our Twitter, just make sure to follow us at uh, our Twitter and Instagram are both breaking even OF1. That is O as in the letter O, not zero. Yeah, OF1. As in um, short for official. And if you uh, if you find us on any of those, you could find our link for music or our link for merch. It's all in our uh, bios there. And we just want to uh, thank everybody for listening to this and just, uh, you know, uh, thank you for listening to us.
Yo, what are you doing?